0: Hello, hello, Um, welcome back to what is actually, I just worked out, episode 30. (laughs) So welcome to episode 30. Um, I'm your host, Emma, and today I am joined by the lovely Erin Walker. Um, It's a big topic for episode 30. We are going to be chatting about the juggernaut of co-parenting. So I actually couldn't be more stoked to have such a beautiful soul to chat to about it. Erin, welcome. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. It's it's
1: a really big honor to be here. When you asked me to come on and talk about co-parenting, I think you said, because you guys just seem to do it so well. And I had a little giggle to myself and actually told my ex that as well. And he had a giggle <laughs> and it's like, well, you know what people think, but yeah. <laughs> um, it is a really important topic that I think not it's not spoken about anywhere near Mm. enough because there is this real like collective shame cloud about separation divorce and so what comes with that is that people just don't talk about the co-parenting side anywhere near enough yeah it's just so vitally important because we just have to you know um like center these little people yeah who cop the fallout of the decisions that we make as adults. So I'm really really honored and happy to be on and um and I hope I can, you know, share some ideas and and see where it goes.
0: Yeah, 100%. It was um even when we were just brainstorming like the sort of topics and and it is good, like don't get me wrong, you know, talking about the feel good fun fluffy stuff is great, but in all aspects of parenting there's just so much fucking gray <laughs> like, um and it's the dark gray that no one ever really talks about and yeah when we were kind of like co-parenting I was like I have got someone for co-parenting <laughs> um because yeah like I suppose you know not everybody knows us but you know like I see you guys at school and I see you both with the kids and like it's just it's actually beautiful to see the way you both interact with the kids and support kids. It's not like a, it's not a black and white approach. Do you know what I mean? It's not like they're getting one thing one day and then something else the next, like it's so consistent for them, which is so important.
1: (laughs) Really is. And you know, like we have worked really, really hard to get to where we are. Um, So firstly, like I'll just give a little bit of a background. So My ex-partner and I separated just over three years ago now and we um, we had a granny flat at our old house. So he moved into the granny flat and we co-parented in that way for nine months before I moved out into my own space. Yeah. um, It's definitely been an evolution and we've made so many like shifts and changes and adjustments along the way. Yeah. When I'm speaking as well, I just have to add in a disclaimer that this is completely from my own experience. One, as a single mother um, and two, like all separations uh, happen in such individual circumstances.
0: Yeah, 100%. So
1: I'm really lucky in that. Charlie and I are very amicable we speak often it's been a really big priority for both of us to try and maintain as you know as calm an environment as possible for our children yeah. from when we did separate and yeah. um, it's almost
0: like trying to go back to a friendship <laughs> like with a big roller coaster along the way
1: you nailed it that's it that's yeah. exactly what it has been like um but I think what I feel very grateful for is that we both have the shared value of centering our our kids like that's yeah that's been number one for us from day one and um within my line of work I have kind of attracted other women who have been navigating separation and co-parenting I guess that's Mm. just the nature of the way energy work works you know like people kind of fly into your orbit who you're able to help through your own lived experience and not all of them have had as smooth a ride you know so what I've observed is that some women are trying to navigate a co-parenting relationship with partners who are potentially like really quite manipulative or controlling or completely avoidant and so like mostly what I'm going to share about today is my own lived experience because that's what I've embodied and what I know best and I think it's also important to mention that that is not going to relate to everybody's circumstances. Um, and I am so hyper aware of that because of the different women who I work with. So, yeah,
0: yeah
1: to kind of get that one out the way as well. And I did, yeah. did say to Charlie, um, I've been asked to come on this podcast about co parenting, like I said before, and he kind of had a little giggle. Yeah. And- Like, I just want to be respectful. Um, I'm going to speak from my own experience. I would never attempt to try and speak from your experience. Is there anything that you would like me to avoid? Um, You know, is there anything that you want to contribute? And he straight up, he was like, no, you know, you talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, And I said, like, yeah, it, it, it was funny that he found it funny. that body outside has looked at us and watched the way that we do co-parent and gone oh like they seem to be doing an okay job because I think when you're in it because we are our own biggest critics yeah we just
0: feel like we're doing shit out all the time
1: (laughs) right right.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah
1: but I said to him what's what have you found like the easiest, and he said, um, like we're really lucky that the place I got is literally one street away from yeah. him. And so that wouldn't work for everybody, but for us yeah. it works beautifully. So he said, like logistically, like being so close geographically is hundred percent beyond ideal. Um, and 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 then he said, and I'm just really grateful that I get to have the kids fifty percent of the time. Yeah. So that's the yeah. care arrangement that we've worked up to and that's taken yeah. a lot of, um, like I've had to release a whole lot of control and
0: yeah.
1: kind of like it, like, ease into that. But we're in this really beautiful spot now where we do have the kids 50-50. And so I know as well that a lot of mothers, I mean, some of them have their kids 100% of the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and so I also have to acknowledge that I do get, downtime which actually is really um important for me to like refill my cup being a single mum, because we have three kids
0: yeah absolutely I think it's hard like hard to let go like as you said let go of that control really put in that trust but then also acknowledge that it is so important for you to be able to be your best for the other 50% of the time
1: <laughs> totally totally cuz like yes. being just the the one parent and our kids are um 4 almost 5 7 and 10 mm it's intense That's right? and so doing it on our own like it we're, we're in a really nice sweet spot where we both because we both run our own businesses so the weeks where we don't have the kids we're able to like 100 percent for ourselves into our business we also said to each other um you know I said like I'm happy to go to 50 50 but I there's no way I can go seven days without seeing my children and I totally agree and because we are so close we still like see them on the weeks that they're with the other parent yeah we are super amicable so if he's got a work thing on and it's his week he'll say you know can you come be with the kids and I'm like yes absolutely and vice versa so yeah Yeah. we have really um got got a good kind of healthy balance going on at the moment Mm. with beautiful open communication lines and we all know that like things ebb and flow and oscillate and change and we're constantly up against hurdles that we have to navigate
0: Like broken legs
1: (laughs) we just we just ride the wave of parenting co-parenting and um make mistakes along the way and give ourselves and and just yeah try and do our best for our children
0: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's so beautiful. And I was actually talking to a friend the other day and we were kind of saying, you know, we've got a couple of friends that are doing it solo. Um, And I guess as parents that aren't doing it solo, 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 um, we sort of said like how important it actually is to be having some of these harder conversations, not just when you're married, but before you even have kids. Like really making sure that your values and how you want to raise your kids are actually on the same page as your partners and not maybe just looking at their upbringing or what their parents did, but really having that deeper conversation. Do you think that that's something that's kind of really carried through to be supporting you both now?
1: Definitely. Um, And honestly, like we didn't have that conversation pre (laughs) children and it's something that we absolutely shouldn't have done should have done sorry but you know Mm -hmm. like a decade ago it was just kind of like (laughs) I don't know like I've I when I look back at the development and and the resources accessible now yeah compared to even just one decade ago like our
0: no, I mean, for me, it was only six years ago. So not even a decade, half a decade.
1: Right, but like we it, it's like exponential jumps in, mm-hmm. in what's available to us, and these topics that people are talking about that no one ever used to kind of even think about, let alone talk. No. Yeah. Um, but like as humans, we have the same. Charlie and I, we have the definitely the same values in regards to how we want to raise our children and how we want to parent. Yeah. Um, it was just more like our individual values as, as people and our lifestyle that changed. So we've been really, really lucky in that we've had that kind of thread underlying in regards to the kids, in that we are really on the same page there and that we do parent yeah. in a very, very similar way. So again, yeah. I just feel super, super grateful for that. Um, and it's, it's complex like it's really complex and things shift and things change and things that you, you were never even on your radar or all of a sudden right in front of you. And it's like, okay, now we have to figure out what we're going to do about this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. What have been, I guess, some of the biggest supports for you, like through, through all of, I guess the challenges that have come along the way, um, I suppose I always go back to that, you know, and I've probably got you to thank for it as well along the way, but a lot of that self-care and self-love and grounding and, you know, what are some of the things that have really supported you through, you know, like it might be quite good now, but I'm sure it's been quite turbulent and up and down the whole, you know, throughout the whole ride.
1: Yeah, totally. So like, like, I think first up acknowledging just how hard separation is. Yeah. Um, and realising that, you know, I think a lot of people think, um, like, I just cannot live with this person anymore and we need to separate. And they have this kind of fantasy, for lack of a better word, that as soon as you separate, all your problems are going to go away.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, you have to be transparent with this person.
0: Yeah. And- yeah, they're under a different roof.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so all of the... um you know, all of the same patterns and triggers and traumas and communication issues and everything that came up within your relationship when it was an intimate marriage yeah, is going to still come up just within a different context and that's the context of parenting. So I think I, I, ha- I built my support network, like I really, mm. really did. I saw a psychologist, I saw a counsellor, I sought out um, like wise elders who had already walked this path and who I could see had done it in a way that was, um, you know, with as much grace and respect and care and compassion and kindness and centering the children as possible. And just I really um, did my best, and I and I also tripped up many times. my best to try and process as much as I could within myself and like do the work mm-hmm. for me so that I could be present for my kids and have a full cup so that when those existing patterns, triggers, traumas came up again within the parenting context. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're then separated, there's like extra trauma that comes up because we all know grief is not linear. No. <laughs> so you do your best to like really process and grieve the the, the death of the relationship that was the intimate marriage. Mm. But after the fact, things are still gonna trigger and you know activate you which is going to fling you right back into those feeling states that you had when you were completely heartbroken when you you know thought your life was over and like how can I no one goes into a relationship and has children thinking that it's going to end
0: yeah no and when
1: it does end it's like yeah it's it's beyond you know yeah. like harrowing to process and then on top of that you're still having to parent. You're still having to see this person and connect yeah. with them on a on a really regular basis. Yeah. For me, just like um, really getting, so simplifying all of my self-care practices.
0: Yeah. And then yeah.
1: seeking as many supports as I could. Yeah. What and I was, think that's the key
0: like so important, I mean, it, you know, it can not quite often feel isolating, like just in parenthood with all of the logistical things. Um, so being able to really make sure that you're not isolated in that time, because if, you know, I, I guess if you can't separate, like what's happening in this moment from all of that other pain that sits behind it, Every single conversation kind of becomes like this loaded conversation that's actually coming with a decade of grief and trauma and all of the things. Whereas we just we we're actually only talking about you know today's lunchbox.
1: <laughs> truly, truly, yeah. I think it's really important as well to build a support network who 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 are neutral.
0: Yeah, right? yeah.
1: Got, you know, people in like in your corner so to speak who are like
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Him and, rah, rah, and that's ridiculous. like that's not helpful for you
0: no it's not it kind of just spurs on what might be and it might be a really irrational line of thinking as well without being able to come back to that center and go it was just a fucking apple <laughs> i know that this apple represents so much more than an apple yeah but yeah when you've got people that are like spurring it on it doesn't it right. doesn't help sometimes you need someone to go hey but you know Was an apple, right? One (laughs) hundred
1: percent, and just and just like people who who are able to help you kind of like zoom out and see Mm. the bigger picture, and and you know offer viewpoints that are not so charged. Because when you're in it, you you know we all know what it's like when we get activated and we just like default into our involuntary, and we're like blah blah, like it all (laughs) just comes out. It ain't pretty. We don't. (laughs) there so I think yeah. like um yeah I just felt that I needed to clarify that because it's one thing to have
0: mm.
1: a support system but then it's another thing to have like I guess an emotionally mature support system
0: yeah totally and and it's a it's almost like the yin and the yang of it isn't it like you need to have people that are neutral but then you also need people that can just sit there and listen to you verbal diarrhea everything that you shouldn't say that you just need to fucking say
1: 100 <laughs> percent. yeah 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 we totally need it all we totally, totally need it all
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so I guess as as you've navigated the path and I'm sure it's probably from lived experience and just some good hot tips as well, but do you have any tips for people of what they should maybe avoid trying to do or trying yeah. to avoid doing?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So like number one is just always centre your children because yeah. like I just can't reiterate enough just how important that is right um and so like things like using children as messengers between two parties that's just absolutely like yeah when
0: you say that and now it sounds like such a hideous thing to do and I guess as a parent I'm like oh I could never but thinking back to my childhood and people that were going through separations at the time like you would hear it at school and when your dad picks you up tell him blah 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 like, and now you just, like, now I kind of go, oh, like, right it's so hard for them and they have no idea what's going on. Like, and it doesn't matter whether they're four, seven, 10, or 15, like, it's still really confusing.
1: Yeah, 100%. um And not, not bad mouthing the other parent in front yes. of your children, because, like, you know, at the end of the day, you may, well, you definitely will go through periods of time where you feel, Anger right, yeah. like immense grief um, towards your child's other parent. yeah, but your children are fifty percent them, <laughs> like yeah. 50% their DNA. So if you're yeah. back half of them, it's not yeah. gonna it may not happen consciously, but subconsciously they're going to take on all of those words and they're going to internalise them and they're going to be like, oh, well, hang on a minute, like I'm half dad or I'm half mum and if you're saying those things about either party, then that that's me.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I think at that age as well, like even as an adult really, you can't not take it personal. When somebody's saying something about someone that you love, like yeah. your natural instincts are to defend them and it'd be so hard to be then caught between two people that you really love yes. um and yeah feeling like you can't defend them to each other either because they love you equally
1: exactly and this is where like you said before you know having like the neutral support people and then the support person where you can just like get that <laughs> go somewhere it's normal and natural we're yes. humans we're having a human experience we feel things yes but- So making sure that you've got a safe person who's not going to go repeat, who can just sit and hold that space and just be like, louder, say it again, I hear you. Scream it (laughs) up. Yeah, and they know that, you know, that's not um, the truth of it. It's just what you're processing is so, so important. And then I think the two biggest things to avoid are like shaming and blaming. And yeah. I see, I saw within myself where it, where, you know, my wounded inner child would come in and just want to flick into that auto response of of blame, blame, blame and shame, shame, yeah. shame. Yeah. And then I've seen it within many other relationships that have dissolved. And honestly, like the energetics around shame and blame, they're the two pieces that... Um, you know, they they elicit nothing other than like a freeze response, dissociation, yeah. um, paralysis. That they, they're not gonna help anyone. Like no, they, no. just, I mean, just, even
0: now, like, you know, still being married and you know, and obviously ruptures always happen. Like we're very open about the fact that there's just no avoiding it. But even now, as soon as that blame mode comes in, I just like and we both do and I say like it's almost like you just flick a switch and it's like well may as well just finish this argument right here because no one's listening anyway yeah. <laughs> and it's the same for the kids like yeah yeah
1: yeah truly so yeah I think shame and blame is huge um not using the kids as pawns yeah or um like not withholding information as a way of um, punishing. I've seen yeah. happen quite a bit as well. Um where like it it's you just don't want to gameplay. Like just no. you know, like you you kids aren't pawns to be, you know, used and maneuvered and, and weaponized against the other parent and and info like withholding information it's just um like the epitome of shitty. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it's just kind of the top of a really fast slippery slope, isn't it? <laughs> like it's um it is not going to have a good outcome, no matter what way you look at it.
1: No, no, and and for no for no one involved. Yeah. Right? So so like withholding information, all that's going to do is lead to bad outcomes for your children. Yeah. Put the other parent in a situation where they potentially will feel shame because they'll be put in circumstances where where they're like oh why don't I know about this and yeah. and I should know about this and what's going on and they'll be flustered like just it's just yeah.
0: and then that you know that then obviously flows on like when we feel unsafe and confused and all of the things that then flows on to the kids as well yeah. um but I think like I mean we haven't even got to well, we got to one tip and then we switched um but you know even just going through the things to avoid like I guess something that really comes to mind is through your experience and through all of our experiences all the time they're shaping our kids as well so you know your kids are watching you navigate these tricky hard sometimes really painful situations and you know, it might not be the same sort of journey, but they are going to have tricky, hard situations and painful situations in their life. And at least they've gonna they've they've got something that they can draw to learn from and they can bring that out in themselves later on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like you know, like all of this, especially from the ages of zero to seven, like that's when we're downloading all of our programs and patterns yeah, and
0: sponges how
1: the world and how to navigate the world and they witnessing that sort of manipulative controlling like or, or completely avoidant behaviour in one of their primary caregivers, that's what they learn is normal and they either take yeah. that on themselves or then they grow up and go and seek that in other yeah.
0: people in their future. Particular. Oh, yes, that pattern. That's been an interesting one to learn about. Yeah. <laughs> you see something on Instagram and you're like, I'm attacked, I'm yeah. attacked. <laughs> yes
1: yeah
0: (laughs) but as you said there's a lot more information out there now isn't there
1: (laughs) well yeah and like I really think you know with that comes radical responsibility and so like there's no like there's really no excuse anymore because we do have really good evidence based information out there for free at our fingertips like this amazing podcast that you yeah
0: Oh, this this amazing course that we've got out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, there really is no excuse, and um, and and I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's it's too hard, and I'm too exhausted, and like I've done enough of the work. If you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for your children. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, like that's really what we're here for is raising the next generation who are going to be the next caretakers of this earth that we've got into a pretty dismal state
0: yes yes so- and I think that goes for so many things as well like even with the basics of self-care I always say like if you can't start off doing something for you for you start off doing it for you for your kids because your kids are going to benefit from it anyway but once you start to then feel the benefits of that it's kind of then like this self you know, perpetuating cycle where I do that and it feels better and it feels better and I'm not triggered by that anymore. Um, and, yeah, you know, the, the better we are, the the more stable and thriving we are as parents, the more stable and thriving our kids are. So, you know, and it's exciting to see what this generation of kids can, can and will grow up to be, because I think there's so much, so much more information and understanding for us now as parents that we're imparting on our kids and it's not a small percentage like it's so many parents doing it differently so that's super exciting um mm-hmm. so give us some tips because we know that's what they're waiting for <laughs> there's mums out there going just fucking give me some tips there <laughs>
1: so um so like I've said multiple times just br- bring it back to your children's needs so just always yeah. like before you um send the text message or write email or you know just just circle it back around like is this yeah. about me and my needs or is this about the needs of the children so just always bring it back to the kids bring it back to the kids remove the yeah. emotionality and go and process that elsewhere and just continually bring it back to your children, because that's the least that they deserve, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Maybe that person that's there for the um the rage and the verbal diarrhea. Maybe you should always send things to them first. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Is
1: um is this you know my wounded inner child screaming? Yeah,
0: like,
1: yeah that's it.
0: Like, Store them in your phone as like dickhead or something, so then you can be like send. Yeah. Oh, thank God that didn't go where I thought it was <laughs> going to <laughs> go. Yeah. Yeah, truly, truly, I've done that. I'm, I'm like, this is what
1: I want to write, but I'm not going to write that because yeah. I'm aware that it's 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 my own traumatized, yeah. self. and and that's my work. Like that's my radical responsibility to deal with yeah. that, navigate that, to alchemize and process that. That's not not for for him to. Yeah, like we don't have that relationship anymore, and we both yeah. made that decision.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Another huge one, uh, and this one has like stuck with me and one of my dear friends said it to me and she just said, always stay respectful even when you feel disrespected.
0: Yeah, I like that. Just for life, really.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yes. Just always maintain that that level of respect for everybody involved even when you don't feel respected because that's going to happen. It's absolutely going to happen. A huge one for me has been to release uh, my control.
0: Yeah, right. so, it's a big one for everybody in everyday life.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, And this one, I had to do so, so, so much work around it. Um, And, you know, the way that I parented, especially when our kids were small was, I, I mean, I hate labels, but for lack of a better word, like attachment style, sort of um, extended breastfed you know like I was like we were one ecosystem until they were like yeah. you know, three pretty much and yeah. so go from parenting in that way to then even have having to spend like one night away from them yeah it was like it
0: broke Actually painful
1: <laughs> yeah yes yeah. like my heart literally broke and so then I had to look at where I potentially had with my children, like n- not unhealthy attachments, but just, you know, it was really interesting to see like, oh, like is this bordering on like a codependent, like the beginning of a codependent yeah. kind of r- relationship? Like yep. I know that their dad is, is a brilliant father. They're safe with him. Um, yeah. Like I can work through this and I can rationalise my way through this and that's the work for me to do yeah they need to spend time with their dad and actually i need to be on my own a yeah. bit.
0: you need to be erin sometimes too right.
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and yeah
0: we um quite often talk about like especially when it comes to attachment parenting and i think i think the real sad part when it comes to attachment parenting is when you actually go back and look at all of the grassroots and all of the things that surround it not everything has been brought forward. Like it's kind of just been a few bits and pieces that have been pulled out. And quite often that ends up to being at the detriment of the mother, because there is no boundaries and, you know, there is no making sure that she is okay. Um, But, you know, as kids grow and they do get to that later part, it does kind of, we sometimes hold them in this dependency and don't let them have that stage of interdependence to actually grow into their own little people. (laughs) Totally. And
1: like, like you said, the roots of attachment style parenting was, it was done in a village.
0: Yeah. So yeah,
1: (laughs) a lot of the core principles and tried to like plonk them into our modern isolated world where we live in, you know, separate houses that like, it just, it just kind of doesn't work. Um, And like within that releasing control is like, I've, I've had to reconcile the fact that at dad's house, they're going to have a different diet they're yeah. going to potentially watch some different shows they're going to you know like like the fundamentals of our values in parenting align and then within that there's uh, variable <laughs> and so i've had to be like like release the control erin
0: yeah. you know,
1: they're not gonna die yeah, <laughs> to say that to myself, you know, like if they're going to eat a bit more junk food at dad's house, they're literally not going to die. <laughs> they're
0: going to be. Yeah. And, yeah. Um,
1: you know, if they have a little bit of a later bedtime, that's okay as well. Like it's nothing extreme, but it has yeah. really made me like zoom out and go, wow, you really did have some like claws in some pretty full
0: yeah.
1: control <laughs> thing going on. Yeah to doing it well release the control and like trust the other parent
0: yeah i was going to say that
1: they're safe yeah then you've just got to trust because um like without trust you really you really don't have anything um and like pick your battles
0: oh yes (laughs) i think that's another one for every parent is to pick your battles say yes whenever you can
1: (laughs) yeah 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 100 100 and then communication is just like so key respectful communication I always um I kind of err on like too much information is better than not enough because there's a lot of logistical yeah. things to navigate when co-parenting so
0: yeah. you know,
1: you've got um like where are your children's emotional mental physical spiritual needs at that week you know has one child yeah. a nightmare like that's something I would want to know being the other yeah,
0: yeah and, absolutely uh,
1: have you got the soccer gear, the swimming gear, you know, like for the changeover, like all the logistic, like communication yeah. is just truly, it's almost like it becomes more important when you're not living together in the same household.
0: Because yeah, well, you're not there to just pick it up, are you? Oh, you didn't grab it. I'll grab it.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. yeah, and
0: I suppose and it's, it's all well and good to go and be spiteful and be like, oh, well, if you forgot it, you forgot it. But who's going to be the one that misses out?
1: 100%. Yeah. 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 Getting like um, a party invite home in one of the kids' bags. The first thing either of us do is check the date. If it's the other parents' week, we take a photo and send it through immediately. Yeah. Right. So we've yeah. really got to be on top of all of these logistical things, um, like having dates in in the calendar, t- talking about extracurricular activities, and what what are where it, uh, is our capacity at
0: yeah
1: right and so like yeah. if you're unable to do that this week like can you pick up my slack there
0: yeah that's it there's still that um oh, I've completely lost her name Brene Brown talks about like you know parenting is not about 50 50 but it's about when I when I can't carry my 50 can you carry some for me and you know wow. and I guess that carries over into co-parenting whether you're under the same roof or not yeah. um
1: yeah yeah and also what? not making it a like tit for tap thing
0: yeah
1: score because like I was really unwell with a severe throat infection a month ago and so Charlie picked up a lot of slack but he doesn't like hold that over me yeah you know like, you know me.
0: It, it doesn't <laughs> like
1: yeah I did this for, for the kids on this when you were sick so you can do this for me like it, it's there's none of that because We just don't have time for that. And, again, who does that benefit? Nobody. Yeah,
0: yeah, 100%. And I know we said at the beginning of the podcast as well, um, you know, that not everybody has this amicable situation and not everybody, you know, I guess almost want to say, like, is lucky enough to be able to have had somebody that's working with them. But I guess sitting back from the other side, I kind of look at it like if We were navigating this situation, and obviously, there's different scales of where people are. But if somebody is bringing this to their part of co-parenting, as the other co-parent, it's almost impossible not to see it. You know, they're actually just putting their kids first. Like it's, you know, it's it's almost like a um, lead by example. (laughs) I was about to say teach, and like not quite quite the right word.
1: And actually. I've worked with some women um, who've told me about, like, you can get an app and if you have a co-parent who's not open to or able to uh, communicate with you in a healthy manner, like, because the, the reality of it is that sometimes having no direct communication is better for all parties. Yeah. And, um, there's yeah. this phenomenal app and, like, you can't delete things. It all it all tracks it. It can then be taken into the court it can be caught oh, wow. so that both parents yeah. have to use this app. And so you, you just upload all of this information without yeah. directly engage with the other parent. Yeah. And it's so much better for the child, like yeah, children involved. So there are definitely ways yeah. around it if you're in the unfortunate circumstance where your ex is a bit of a dick. <laughs> love it Uh, ways you know like or you're
0: being a bit of a dick (laughs) whoever's listening (laughs) amazing well I am mindful of the time and I knew I always knew I was like yeah we we'll aim for 20 we know that that's not gonna happen (laughs) but I think we've done really well um and I think there's some really really like juicy stuff in there that anybody that is having a little bit of struggle or doesn't know which way to turn will be able to grab and it's things that they can implement every day so thank you so much and thanks uh, for charlie for his blessings as well (laughs) (laughs) um because i'm sure there's a lot of co-parents out there that are really going to benefit
1: i hope so i hope so thank you it's been fun
0: thank you all right we'll um we'll see you next time guys